Life Audio. Hey listeners, my name is Shara Donahue, and this is The Bible Never Said That. On this podcast, we talk about popular sayings that do not match up with what the Bible says is true. For this year's Christmas series, we are specifically looking at The Bible Never Said That, even if Christmas songs do. So we are looking at songs and song lyrics that either are completely theologically wrong or are controversial in Christian community. Today, we are going with a song that's premise is biblically inaccurate, but teaches biblical truth. It is a well-loved classic. We are looking at The Little Drummer Boy. This one is pretty cut and dry. We have no record of a little drummer boy at the bedside of baby Jesus in scripture. Let's take a look at who we do have cradle side at Jesus's birth in Luke 2, 4 through 21. Scriptures say, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Okay, so, so far, Joseph, check, Mary, check. Let's keep going. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. All right, well, now we have shepherds and we have some angels nearby. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. To recap, that's Joseph, Mary, shepherds, and some angels in a nearby field. But no drummer boy. Plain and simple, the Bible never said that a drummer boy was there, and 
Technically, it doesn't say he wasn't, but we don't argue from the silence of scripture for what is true. We look for what is plain and clear for all to see. Otherwise, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer may have been a guest at the manger as well. So because scripture doesn't say the little drummer boy was there for that and that alone, this song is biblically inaccurate. Yet, the rest of the song engages the Christian imagination in a beautiful way. So let's sit with it for a minute. The Little Drummer Boy has been remixed and covered many times. It is credited to being written by Catherine K. Davis, Harry Simone, and Henry Onorate. I mention them all because there is debate about this and I don't want to get into it, but I'll link to an article in the notes if you really want to know. This Little Drummer's memoir in song has been famously sung by Bing Crosby and David Bowie in the 1980s, the Pentatonics in 2013, and of course by your local elementary choir because it is adorable when sung by little voices. But, but it was first recorded under the title Carol of the Drum by, get this, the Trap Family Singers as in George Von Trapp, his kids, and how do you solve a problem like Maria, Maria Von Trapp, whose harrowing tale of evading the Nazis was made famous in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Sound of Music. Now, if that isn't some fun Christmas trivia, I don't know what is. But now that we've covered the background, let's look at the song. We're going to skip the first verse, which basically just sets the scene of the drummer boy at the bedside of Jesus, which we already acknowledged as biblically inaccurate. So starting with the second verse, we have baby Jesus, parum pum pum. I am a poor boy too, parum pum pum. I have no gift to bring more pum rum pums. That's fit to give our king. I'm going to cut the parum pum pums at this point. Shall I play for you on my drum? Mary nodded. The ox and the lamb kept time. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me. Me and my drum. It's a great song. It points at Jesus. And like I said, it engages the Christian imagination. So we're going to take a quick look at how engaging the mind with true and biblical principles, even if a story, song, or poem is fiction, can be a worthwhile practice. Some great examples in popular culture would be the novel Jane Eyre from Charlotte Bronte, The Chronicles of Narnia from C.S. Lewis is an obvious allegory or story meant to reveal a hidden meaning. Many Christians love Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, but even films like The First Matrix or novels like All the Light We Cannot See can teach true and good biblical principles if we let our imagination be guided by the Holy Spirit. One of the appealing things about Christmas is that not only does it celebrate the birth of Jesus, the truest, purest man to ever walk the earth, who battled the devil and death and won so that we might be saved, but it encourages the imagination to dwell on good things. We gaze at Christmas lights and witness beauty 
We slow down enough to smell the value of well-cooked meals, and we look more intentionally at the people God has placed in our lives with gratitude, and we seek ways to bless them. Rudolph, Frosty, Elves, and even Santa. See the previous episode for more on that guy. But all these holiday characters and traditions fill our mind with more pleasurable ideas than the pandemic and politics that wage around us. The little drummer boy does this even better by pointing at Jesus. I don't know about you, but these past couple years have often left me feeling like I can't trust anything or anyone anymore. As I work through those sensibilities, I realize that this lie, and it is a lie, is believable, though, because it's almost true. I can expect circumstances to push me from comfort and dance away with my expectations of predictability. I might bear witness to the failure of leaders, friends, and public opinion, and conclude that humanity is broken, frail, and untrustworthy. I could give way to cynicism, self-protection, and bitterness, or I can let every imperfection of life this side of heaven awaken my hope for what waits for those who love God. If I begin to view these inadequacies of the world as invitations to the throne room of grace instead of as a gateway to sarcasm and frustration... I will find the truth that softens my hardening heart. I can trust God. So in attempts to love God with my mind, I dig into the scriptures and I access something I too often forget has been given by God. That's my imagination. I allow and train my imagination to dwell on the story of God. And Christmas invites us into that. It invites us into the manger When peace came to earth as a baby, Christmas reminds our imaginations that peace will come back to earth when Jesus returns. It is a good and right thing to let our imaginations rest in hope. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Karen Swallow Pryor has been sounding the alarm on the church's impoverished imagination and recently cautioned that underdeveloped and unexercised imaginations make us more prone, ironically, to the lure of conspiracy theories. She says to be human is to have an imaginative capacity. Our imaginations will work whether healthily or not. 
imaginations that have been trained well in good, logical, well-constructed stories that make rational as well as aesthetic sense are less likely to be taken in by bad, false substitute stories. I think she's right. We have to learn to tell the difference between true and false stories. We have true stories to sit with, and the Christmas story is one of the greatest. We have to ask ourselves where our imaginations are taking us. What do we meditate on most often? Are we imagining what God's kingdom will look like? And are we willing to fight to see shadows of it become reality in the here and now? I love to meditate on verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 2 and breathe in the hope that's in it. It says, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even imagine what he can do. And when we set our imaginations on what God has prepared for those who love him, we begin to dream of kingdom come, and our hope outweighs the crippling cynicism. It destroys the false wisdom of social media and the heresy of people using God's name for their own agendas. We begin to remember God can do the impossible. Now, I don't feel too bad when I forget that he can do the impossible. Even Mary wondered how God could bring about the impossible. After the angel tells Mary that she will conceive a baby miraculously, she says respectfully, starting in Luke 1.34, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now more than ever, we should allow our imaginations to stretch towards the impossible and beautiful. The birth of a baby born to a virgin seems impossible, but it is beautiful. It is true. We were given creative minds because we were made in the image of the creator. We should use them to dream of the things of God. And I don't think there is anything wrong with sometimes imagining ourselves as be a drummer boy at the sight of Jesus, offering all we can. Now that's the message of the song that so many have fallen in love with. The story of a boy bringing what he can reminds us that we bring what we can to our king. This is a lesson from the drummer boy that is theologically correct. Ask yourselves, what is your drum or your song, your talent that can bring praise to the king. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. Shall I play for you on my drum? The drummer boy asks. 
Imagine what God can do with the gifts you bring him. We have a story like that in the scriptures. It is the only miracle of Jesus, besides the resurrection, recorded in all four Gospels. It is the feeding of the multitude. Pay careful attention to where the original loaves come from. I'm in John 6, 5-13. through 13. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. The boy's gift of five loaves and two fish was used by Jesus to feed a multitude. We may not think we have much to offer, but what might God do with even the little we place in his hands? Will we be willing to meditate on those thoughts? Remember, Philippians 4, 8 teaches that we are to think on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We don't let our imagination teach falsehood to our hearts, but we sit with dreams of what is true, honorable, lovely, and pure. The drummer boy may not have been real, but his intentions are something we can learn from. Let's desire to have active, godly imaginations and ask God to make us like the restored of Zion. Psalm 126.1 says that when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. May Jesus make us like those who dream kingdom dreams. May we dream forward into whatever God has planned for the future. May we resist the temptation to try to force life back into what once was and imagine what God can do as we trust him. For it is here we will find the wisdom needed for our tomorrows and the grace for today. Whether we go to Jesus with our fish and loaves, a real story, our drum, an imagined tale, or whatever it is we have to give, our story. May we come with humility to say, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Will you pray with me? Christ Jesus, oh, how we long to play for you the songs you created us to play. Help us to know your plans so we serve you and your people with the gifts 
that were really gifts from you in the first place. Help us to dream kingdom dreams, not to think we can limit you to things we believe are possible, and to let our good intentions dwell on good and true things. This Christmas season, may our hearts meditate on you and your works, and may we delight in the story of Christmas, the story of anchored hope being born. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today as we continued our Christmas series. We've got a couple more fun episodes coming up, and I hope you'll join us for the next one. The verses, songs, articles, anything referred to during this episode can be found in the show notes at lifeaudio.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Thank you to all of you who have reviewed the podcast. Really appreciate it. And until next time, may you seek the abundant life Jesus died to give and live in the truth that sets people free. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.